Hello, listeners, and welcome to a special episode of the Always Drive podcast, where I am joined by uh, some friends of mine, Mike Labazetta. Hello. Jessica Labazetta. Hi there. And Kira Vili, my wife. Dr. Kira Vili, excuse me. Yeah, thanks. I know you always prefer that. I prefer a title. Yes, that's yeah. uh, how we check into hotels, actually. Does it work? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't well, we perceive any better service. <laughs> <laughs> so before we start, how, how seriously do we take ourselves on this show? Um, we take ourselves not very seriously. Okay. We take the news very well. I don't even take that very seriously most times. That's so, fair. Yeah. Like everything, right? Everything is. We, yeah, it's yes. all the things but us. Oh, okay. So I should really listen the to the beginning of the show yeah, more. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for yeah. being on. I uh, so you told me this week that uh, you you came back from uh, a long trip and you had some automotive stories to share. So yeah, uh, it sounded like a good opportunity to have you guys back on and yeah. talk about that and some other things. the The adventure was was epic, and it um, was made better by the fact that he texted you and said, "Oh my gosh, we have a perfect story for the podcast." <laughs> and I said, "Okay, well then it was worth." Well, going through all everything. It sounded like um, sort of similar to a story that Kira and I have about uh, thunder snow in Germany where <laughs> we uh, were driving along the Autobahn and uh, uh, a flash of lightning uh, pierced the sky and then all of a sudden it was a whiteout. So That oh sounds God. like a dramatic retelling of a story. But it's literally, it's literally exactly <laughs> what happened. I didn't know, know thunder snow was a thing yeah yeah thunder, thunder lightning snow thunder especially lightning. in germany it's germany. terrifying yeah. you know right. they love their blitzes in germany yeah. so oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's what it's german for lightning okay um okay so uh our first story um you guys wanted to talk about your trip last year to uh to florida so yeah so i think the the theme of this this special edition is going to be road trips uh and and we took one last thanksgiving mm-hmm. we went to florida uh, we saw your cousins in Clearwater, and we did yes. Disney World. So we flew into Orlando, we rented a car, we drove to Clearwater, and then we drove back to Orlando and drove around Disney World. Yes. So, how was that for you? Was it good? Um. Well, you know, it was a minivan. So we did. We rented a Dodge Grand Caravan. <laughs> so this this meshes perfectly with the uh, one of the previous shows I did, where we picked <laughs> what would be the perfect road trip vehicle. We it's did, true. and I think we decided on minivan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah. Well, we, this this trip was interesting because it had um, my cousin and his <clears throat> wife, and then we had my mom and my brother, and then me and Mike. The uh, extenuating circumstance of this was that my cousin's wife ended up in a. Um, one of those ECVs, the, the electric she, scooters, electric mm. scooters, because she had hurt her back. So we had to put all of these people and all of our stuff like in, in a van, in a van, and trying to figure out how to maneuver everything. So we got really excited when one of the seats flipped forward and then like kept flipping forward and like into the floor. Oh, that's yeah. such a cool feature. It was magic because when we had minivans as kids, they didn't, they weren't that cool. Mm. So that plus, like, I don't know, there were a couple other features that I actually was impressed by. So, so for, nice. yeah, well, for the uh, the the two or three car nerds actually listening to this podcast, we we had the three point six liter uh, V six oh. Dodge Grand Caravan. With the, you know what though? Uh, so I drove a uh, three point seven liter Kia Sedona. Yeah. And <clears throat> this was back when I owned my G thirty five, which was co- was of course a three point five liter. Yeah, so I was course. driving a car with a bigger engine, technically, but 
I I was surprised by the balls that that minivan had. I was yeah. driving it around. I'm like, this can't have any safety uh, <laughs> uh, features at all because I'm just uh, like barreling along the highway going to pick up some people from out of town. Yeah, I, it, it was a six speed automatic too, so it had uh, enough gears to get up and go and and. Um and actual gears instead of a CVT. Yeah, no CVT. So we will not be talking any CVTs this this trip mm. or the next one. So was this the one that also had the? Uh, this one didn't have the leather. That was another car. But no, this was the very practical okay. minivan. It had the cloth seats. Um, but still, a relatively comfortable. I got it to sit up front, and it was it was a relatively comfortable ride. You know, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm not in the camp that thinks that leather seats are inherently better than cloth. I mean, when, when I got no, the no. Mazda, we had the choice of getting either leather or cloth and mm. the leather came with heated seats, which mm. uh, you would have enjoyed Kira, but I d- never really used that function. But I definitely, the next car is going to have heated leather seats. Heated leather. Cause they do heated cloth now they too. Do? The GTI had the, the heated cloth option. I don't understand why you have to have leather to have heated seats. I, it's like a, well, it's been a luxury thing, right? So yeah. it's, been, it's kind of been, if you get one, you get the other. Cause why? they're, it's just, it well, seems... they've been luxury additions to, right. to cars. So they, they usually put them together. Well, and they the, perpetuate that idea that leather is luxury when yeah. leather is not necessarily better than cloth. And I mean, a lot of, uh, uh, supercars now are coming with like Alcantara seats and, and other like premium cloth materials and not necessarily leather, yeah. which mm-hmm. is great if you, you know, part if the valet parks your Lamborghini outside of the front of the hotel and it's a sunny day, your leather seats are going to scald your ass when you get into it. So and that's why some leather seats come with cooling as well. That's true. Mike's Le- Lexus has one of those. Oh. He has the cooling and the heated leather seats. Yeah. Right. I do not like the cooling. <clears throat> Because it makes you, <laughs> it makes it you just feel uncomfortable. Bit, no, it makes you feel very. There's something weird going on. Cooled leather seats is just weird. Do you find that you need it a lot? Because your interior is a, a light color, right? Like a wheat. It is, but I, I use it all the time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's probably not coming through in the, in the uh, yeah, filter with, here. You get the dead cat wheat. on your mic. Yeah. Oh, I still got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but good. yeah, it, it it is a very light interior, but I I still do use it. it, it it's still St. Louis in the summer. Oh, that's it's, true. Yeah. <laughs> it gets warm. So uh, thirty degrees in the car. Or whatever. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do use both. I and sometimes I'll do the uh, the heater with the windows open on a cool day. I'll do that. Yeah. I did that all the time with my convertible. Yeah. Just blast the heater, keep the top down. That's, that's super efficient. That's, yeah. that's yeah. sort really of like... Well, the environment. Yeah, it's great all around for you're everybody. Not, I mean, it's just using the heat of the engine and the radiator yeah. to, to heat really? up the for car. The so it, it's for the a, seats? You're not using any more gas when you use the no. heat. The heated for, seats for, are electric, For the heated though. seats, yeah. But that, yeah, the, my, the, my whole Toyota did not have heated <laughs> seats. It barely yeah. had seats. That's kind of my go-to move is I'll do the heated seats because they're... They're very efficient. Toasty. Uh, yeah. Toasty and, buns. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, then crack the, you know, open the windows when it's cool. It's amazing. Yeah. The uh, the Mustang that we had, yeah. uh, well, both Mustangs we had in our Stankation, Stankation. In, in Hawaii, uh, those had uh, heated and cooled seats. They did. And those were nice because they were, they were black leather. And, yeah. Uh, there yeah, were a yeah. lot of sunny days there. The where in Hawaii, in Hawaii, you say. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. <laughs> no, no, yeah it's... it's <laughs> Despite uh, perception. What you may have heard about Hawaii being terrible and yeah. just rainy and gloomy. They do make time. you feel just sort of like wet. Yeah, it's yes. like it's like you've gotten into the car with wet swim trunks on and they just don't dry. Yeah. That's yeah. sort of my impression. Of course, that could just be the Ford seats. I don't know how Lexus does it. 
Alexis is fine, but Jessica, I think, doesn't like them for that reason. They make her feel uh, incontinent. Like you've yes, yourself. exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's what I was trying to find a play yeah. way to say. Um, <laughs> cool but, seats brought to you by Depends. <laughs> you feel like you need them. Well, you were talking Ew. about the uh, the F1 sponsorships last time. I mean, yeah, uh, maybe we could do that. Uh, but the, 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 the minivan was great. The cockpit is really well designed. I could control everything, literally everything, every window, every, every switch was, was, uh, within reach and well thought out. Um, that's good. Cause those interiors of those minivans, they can be pretty expansive. I mean, yeah. how big was the center console between you and the, the passenger seat? Not as big as the other ones we'll be talking <laughs> well, about later. So, yeah. uh, well, again, efficiency of space. The center console itself w- wasn't that wide, but it was one of those two two level ones. You open one up, and you could get to the shallow stuff, and you open the second one up, and that was the deep one. So it wasn't super wide. It was maybe maybe a foot across, a little bit long, uh, a little bit bigger, but it had a lot of space. Yeah, and I thought they uh, designed uh, not just the cockpit well, but um, the fact that people were getting in and out of the car, it was actually relatively easy to because it had um, two bucket seats, mm. two bucket seats in the middle, and then the bench in the captain's back. chairs. I Is that think what we call them? them? Yeah. Okay, captain's <laughs> chairs. Yeah, but but they were those flipping fold that you were talking about. Yeah. So we had six adults and the ECV, uh, and we just flipped one of the captain's chairs up the whole week we were in Disney, and so the people would crawl into the back, uh, into the bench seat. Then we'd load in the ECV, which fit just fine, and then the other person would get in the other captain's chairs, and then we'd get in the front. Mm-hmm. And it was super easy loading and a lot more space than you'd think. I assume there were doors on both sides. Yeah, yeah dual sliding okay. doors, which, well, again, yeah. I could control I, I don't from know. the cockpit. Do minivans still come with, like, just one door? I've not seen one in a yeah. while. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that kind of went out in the late 90s. They're like, realize Wait, that's an idiotic thing like to do. Zero additional, well, there's not zero additional cost, but it's so probably minimal that. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. the only car that still does that one door sided thing was the Hyundai Veloster. Oh, yeah. It, which it has the, the weird driver side door and the, the two doors on the passenger side. And it's got the weird, like, suicide door right in the I'm back. I'm not sure if they're suicide doors, because the RX-8 had suicide doors, and so did the the FJ Cruiser, the Toyota. Yeah. But I'm not sure that the Veloster did. Just as old, gotta look that up old Saturn had that, too, where it was the, the one door right. on the driver's mm-hmm. side, and then the the passenger door, and then the tiny little suicide door on the side. Wasn't that both? I didn't think so. I thought it was just the one side. I have to cast my mind back to yeah. when I owned a non-SUV. But... but Whatever uh, it was, uh, it was a good experience, and and yeah. we we did get decent gas mileage. I think we were between twenty and twenty three miles per gallon, which it was a lot of highway driving. But then when you're around Disney World, it's a lot like a lot more like city driving. So right. it was good, and it drove pretty well. Just I mean, yeah. you're not expecting yeah, yeah, yeah. superior handling with the. But it was six people in the car. Maybe you don't want to be like carving the corners. Yeah, either. I well, six people, well, especially when one of them needs a <laughs> wheelchair, a motorized. Wheelchair. And the fact that the ECV was definitely not tied down inside. I'm yeah, you're, yeah. I'm, I'm not secure your load, sir. But this <laughs> is this is also like dealing with his in-laws. So you know, uh, do do we want to put that on uh, I, on the record? <laughs> I I would never consider it dealing with my in-laws. Oh, it was you're a, so good. It was a wonderful vacation. It's entertaining, uh-huh. delightful company. <laughs> Uh, but no, it yeah. made it. I mean, it made it around downtown Clearwater just fine. Um, I think this one was easy to park as well. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. too crazy. Yeah, and it had the the backup camera as well. And 
So it was it was a, a very pleasant experience, one that we rightfully praised when we picked the <laughs> minivan as the road trip vehicle of choice. Yes, exactly. So you don't want to retract? No. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. I think that was a good choice. Good. So you used to own a, a minivan, Kira, right? Own is strong. You used to, <laughs> <laughs> you used to drive a minivan yeah. occasionally. Yeah, well, why I did you drive? I drove uh, to and from Ohio State every day when I was an undergrad. That was our family's car from, okay. it was a 1989 Dodge Grand Caravan. Yes. And this was like the year, I don't know, 2000, 2001, something like that. Okay. Through like 2003. Good times. Yeah. And really I easy <laughs> to park because it's giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I think good. minivans have probably come a long way yeah. since 89. It had those bench seats. Was it the like the crushed velvet sort of yeah. interior? Uh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It was all blue. It was all sky blue <laughs> oh. color. That was good. But yeah, you had to take the bench seats out. Like if you want, I think. Oh yeah. During the I don't know twenty years we owned that car, we probably removed the seats twice because it's such a massive pain yes. to do. And then they sat oh, really? in the garage, right? Yeah, until they you sat in the garage them again. Right, right, yeah. right. Oh no, I I learned on it. Yeah, I I learned to drive on a on a Dodge Caravan in mid right. I think ninety six or something like mm. that, and. uh yeah, I remember taking the the seats out all the time. Yeah, yeah. I the the thing is that we had upgraded the stereo in the in the the Ooh, van, nice. and um, it was awesome. And nobody was gonna steal anything out of it because it was an old looking yeah. car. Yeah. But, but the way my dad takes care of cars, though, it looked like it was a time capsule. Like it looked <laughs> brand new, just. 20 years old out yeah. there every weekend arm- with the armor yeah all yeah in yeah. The my, yeah my, yeah. my yeah. dad obsessively he really does like every time we go to visit uh, uh, they'll be doing something like she and her mom will be doing something and her dad will be like oh you want to go get the car washed so we'll just pile in the pilot or his uh, Tacoma and run by the car wash. He, he's exclusively do it do. himself. He didn't. We didn't ever take the cars to the car wash. Yeah, but out. now it's so easy. You know, you just pull yeah, in. It uh, pulls go, you right through. There, yeah, you go to that that cow theme. It's like um, Moo Moo's car yeah, wash. Right. Yeah, that's where they go. They go to this car theme. It's shaped like a barn. Barn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Columbus, Ohio. You so. gotta you gotta commit to the bit at that point. Yeah. 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 I feel like we've gone astray. Yeah. Yeah. from cars initial hey, road trips yeah yeah so what about those trips <laughs> yeah yeah right so, so that that was florida that was clearwater and disney yeah and yes. the minivan that was back in november and then we just got back from uh two weeks in europe which was uh great yes so can't complain about that yeah, and we- for a week and a half of that we were driving around europe so we ended up uh renting a car an suv which i'm sure you have this well, who did you rent from uh, enterprise enterprise okay enterprise. so yes. we are now in love with enterprise they were really? um so this now this episode the, brought to you by yeah brought to you by enterprise <laughs> no they're local, local company enterprise yeah, say, a local, a local st louis company us. we love them um no but just we've decided that we're going to pick a car company and a hotel company and a airlink someone that we just kind of go back to continuously um and now we know like in disney we know where the enterprise pickup is it's really easy to get to and, and well disney it's easy because it's well, right everybody's right there true but just the fact that you get to know the uh, the companies and kind of how they work and they were and just, the loyalty programs help too well that mm-hmm. too For sure. so and that's actually going to factor into our conversation in a little bit but the um the yeah the pickup uh, window or whatever at charles de gaulle airport in paris was just the people were just so nice and it just we nice like, for French people? No, or? like nice for like Americans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like wow. very, very nice people. When we returned it there, th- they didn't have any questions like, 
they obviously it was like how was the car was it good but they, then they asked like was there anything we could have done better to to make your experience better or anything mm-hmm. like that was just part of their standard exit <laughs> not interview. charge me your money <laughs> yeah well <laughs> well you know the but, um, uh, the loyalty program actually prevented uh, kept us from having a hundred and fifty dollars security deposit oh. they're like oh you're a loyalty member so here's your dollar security deposit yeah. okay yeah so nice become, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, we, we rented from De Gaulle. For, for those who don't know, De Gaulle is about 30 minutes outside of Paris, so we didn't have to deal with driving in downtown Paris, which uh, is a nightmare. Yeah, we made that mer- mistake in <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We tried God. to rent. We rented from a company called Sixth, which oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. strongly would recommend against, against. Yeah. Okay. renting from them because well, they... Well, we're not allowed to <clears throat> anymore because they probably are going to throw us in jail. That's what? true, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, 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 wow. <laughs> we didn't get a vignette for driving through Austria, which is a little something you put on your windshield to what? say, I paid to drive through Austria. Yeah. You have so, to pay to drive through a country. Well, you have to pay to well, drive on the A roads, like, like the, uh, the interstates but there. nowhere do they use the word toll. They use the word vignette, which does not translate in yeah, any way. To a photographer, to a vignette is something very different. <laughs> yeah. so. To anyone, that's di- like... To I a to so. a video producer, so, that's a different thing. Yeah. To a TV show so producer, we brazenly that's... ignored these mm. rules. And when we got when we met up with the people we were staying with in um, Munich, they were like, "You didn't get a vignette? There's signs everywhere." I'm like, "But vignette doesn't mean <laughs> anything to me. What are you talking about?" <laughs> so, and also, there aren't signs anywhere when you're going from Prague into <laughs> Austria. It's just like you're in Austria. Congratulations. Glad you are not in the Czech Republic anymore. <laughs> Willkommen. Yeah. You're like, my husband is a video producer. He, yes, he ha- we have vignettes, but not that won't right, help right. in this situation. Yeah. yeah, we were certain we were going to get hundreds of dollars worth of fines yeah. from six. You probably do. Back, You're probably on an Interpol list. Probably. Yeah. We just get in- instantly arrested if we go yeah. back to Austria. Yeah, oh, but well. they did give us a, a Mercedes C-Glass, which we weren't planning on. Yeah, yeah. And, so we, and we also didn't want, because we right. couldn't take the Mercedes into the Czech Republic. Right. Why? So I had because uh, insurance reasons. Yeah, it's the Can't Czech Republic apparently just people there steal cars gotcha. all the time. Okay, yeah. so they didn't they wouldn't let their car be. Yeah, so that still so happen. Okay. I've I've heard that like. I heard the Czech Republic is getting better, but hmm. I, I mean, it, it was Sixth's policy that your that the um, that the the um, insurance didn't cover you if you drove these certain makes of cars wow. over to the Czech Republic. So good travel tip. Uh, yeah, do look, your yeah. research. Look at the far, the fine <laughs> Don't print. rent German cars in <laughs> Germany and take them to other countries that aren't Germany. Or yeah. Austria. You were fine in Austria and France yeah. and stuff, except for vignettes. Yeah, you need a vignette. Get get vignettes and don't get, get your car sold. Get a vignette if you want to go on the the highway in Austria. All right. So what kind of car did we get? So I we we ended up with a compact crossover, the Hyundai uh, Tucson. Really? Hyundai. We got the the uh, inline four diesel engine for oh, the Tucson. Wow. Remember, we were driving so. around for ten days and four people, eight bags. We needed. A little bit more room than a standard little baby European car. Re- so we the Renault Clio ones. would not cut it. Yeah. So yeah, which was great. Um, the uh, the boot was big enough for everybody's bags, and it had the little privacy screen. So oh, all it's our covering the bags. Yeah, That's so nice. so all of our bags actually fit underneath that too, so we could Impressive. have all of our bags in there and park it somewhere and wouldn't have to worry about it. But uh, I never want to be yelled at for not packing appropriately for a trip ever again <laughs> because we made it. All fit in the little yeah. boot thing. No, it was good. But for four people for, for two weeks, uh, fitting our luggage and, and having the ability to stretch out a little bit was, was important. So, mm-hmm. uh, But it was great. Uh, the, the diesel engine was what you'd expect. Not super peppy, <laughs> but... Torquey. Uh, 
probably. A L- little bit, Ish. yeah. I mean, you could you could pass reasonably well. You you couldn't take advantage of every opportunity because of the diesel. But was uh, it loud? No, it wasn't that loud. Yeah, good. It was uh, no louder than the highway. So the highways were a different thing. Uh, so we did France, the Netherlands, and Belgium. Uh, the highways in the Netherlands are immaculate. Hmm. So very little noise there. Um, France, they're kind of in between. But to be fair, France is the size of Texas. So they got lots of highways to keep up with. Right. Uh, and then in Belgium, it kind of depended. Um, it really I don't want to say uh, it was a, a difference between the two states, Wallonia and Flanders. Uh, but given that Brussels is in Wallonia, uh, they are in Flanders, excuse me, their roads were a little bit better. And I suspect that had to do with the fact that they were closer to Brussels. Hmm. Um, yeah. Do you so. want to you want to talk about your adventure driving in? Oh, I don't know. Rance. Rance. I can't speak French. France. That one or Rouen. Rouen so, was the fun one. So Rance and Rouen are both, you know, medieval cities from in France. And uh, were they walled? Not walled, but I mean, well, at one point Tight. they were. Yeah. The walls have long since come down, but uh, the streets were definitely not made for yeah. a compact <laughs> crossover. Uh, so, but they they were perfect. They were wide enough for this car. Um, were this there is other about people driving? Like, how no, was traffic? They, right? These yeah, people yeah, are traffic like, was fine. The cars are so close on either side of the road, and I think the more terrifying thing was the parking garage. Yeah, I mean, this is literally the biggest car we could have handled. Like, the, it's just over 1.6 meters tall and the parking garages we were in were 1.9 oh. no, so whoa. we had like a foot of clearance yeah. it did not feel like a foot um, of clearance right so yeah. it, it, so it like i said slowly over the speed bumps in the yeah. garage <laughs> yeah and and that's in to be fair that's in the medieval you know cities in brussels i actually saw an f-150 Wow, uh, you know, in Amsterdam, we yeah. ke- we kept seeing Dodge Rams yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Amsterdam yeah. and the Netherlands in general, they had bigger cars. Yeah, there, there oh, were just lots did. of SUVs, lots of Porsche SUVs, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Yeah. Maybe um, it's because they either they just have one of two extremes. Maybe they have like you have your bike, and then you have your massive. Truck I think car. that's right. They're also very tall people, so true, they they true. they cannot have a small car. Yeah, um, I felt very short in the <laughs> Netherlands. They're yeah. uh, on average the world's tallest people. Yeah, Dutch. really. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And it. I don't know how I descended. Yeah. I don't know how I descended. Oh, I, me too. Then. Me too. I'm shorter than average, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the the, the diesel was was great for fuel economy. We did uh, between 30, 33 and thirty six miles per gallon. Of course, they do it in liters per hundred kilometers, which oh. was a interesting method of calculating. But metric. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, devil's but units. Did <laughs> you ever try to put the wrong gas type in it? No. Uh, they were very clear up front when we rented it. This is diesel. <laughs> and then there was, of course, a sticker on the thing, on the fuel flap that said diesel. And then there was a sign inside near the fuel filler tube that said diesel. So nice. um, you That's would good. really have to be actively not paying attention to put the incorrect fuel <clears throat> in it. I won't, So in terms of diesels like the diesel sales in europe especially since dieselgate with volkswagen is just fallen off a cliff so i wonder if fleet cars because if you go rent a car here chances of you getting a diesel are slim to none yeah but in europe i mean the diesel has always been a, a more selected option among buyers so i wonder how how often you might find yourself in a diesel rental in europe Especially moving forward, yeah. now that the sales are down, so production's down. Yeah, I mean there there was still quite a bit of diesel cars around. Obviously, um, 
I didn't go through the rental bays to see which ones were diesel and which ones weren't. But uh, yeah, it seemed like they still had quite a few diesels around. Uh, and and current model years, I mean, this one this one that we rented had like a thousand kilometers on it, so it was a, a nearly nearly a brand new car. Yeah. So. So it was good. It was good. It drove had, well. Uh, yeah, drove drove well. Good turning radius, which helped with the handling. It was, I think, it's like a seventeen and a half foot turning radius, so that helps out with those medieval cities. Yeah. yeah. How are the seats? Because uh, I've been in a couple Hondas and I was like sort of unimpressed with how cushiony they were. Mm. I like the seats. Um, For a long road trip, it's pretty important. Yeah, and and we tried to keep the driving legs to a minimum. I think the longest we drove at a stretch was about two hundred miles. Mm. Um, so how by many, you, how many kilometers was that? <laughs> that would have been, f- uh, 320. Uh, probably about right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so for, you know, by American standards, that's, that's nothing. That's not even out of Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, for, for European standards, that's about the longest people would go. So I don't know. What'd you think of the, I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Um, it felt similar to my SUV, but not say, as good compared to the CX-5. Not as good as my CX-5. I definitely felt maybe and maybe it was the springiness of the seat. It just it, um, it wasn't as comfy as uh, as my other as my SUV. Um, well, the yeah. CX-5 has. I mean, it handles really well for an SUV. Yeah, it, it universally wins praise for the way it it drives. So, yeah. Well, Mike was doing a majority of the driving, although we did um, take the insurance policy of adding me on as a driver, um, just in case. Just in case. Just, because usually when we travel, at least when we do, and um, when we went down to Florida last year, we don't usually add anybody else on the uh, on the uh, sign them up because um, we do definitely don't want other people driving, like my mother or my brother. Mm. God love them, but no. Um, so. I was just very glad that I did not have to drive in Europe because I just didn't know how that was going to go. But yeah, we had it just in case. Well, you never had to switch sides of the road either. Right. Oh, thank God. Right. Yeah. I saw was... a number of people who had the what do you call it? The right-hand right. drive cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A couple of right-hand drive cars. A couple of Brits doing trips to the continent. Yeah. But uh, actually, we saw one that was um, just a vintage. What was it? Was it wasn't it a Jag? Oh, I think that's right. We saw a vintage Jag that was a right-hand drive, but it had whatever whatever was Dutch or, or Belgian plates. So saw some actually really interesting cars there too. A lot of Defenders, a lot of old '70s era Defenders that I saw, hmm. yeah. which was interesting. I'm, uh, I'm sad that we don't see those more often here because they're they're such cool yeah. vehicles. Yeah, but well, I, and I guess they just didn't import a whole lot. They didn't import them, and and the ones you find because of that, they're they're super expensive. I think if you you do a search, they're like eighty or ninety thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, at least they've probably been well maintained because yeah. they're a, sort of a collector car type of status here. Yeah. And that's the kind of car that the good ones will last. the The bad ones will not be around. Yeah. So. But yeah, lots of lots of interesting cars. I saw a couple of old Volvo rally cars, which was interesting. Neat. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I would, uh, if you're able to go rent a car and go drive around Europe. I mean, it was fun. We got to stop at like random gas stations and go searching for 
the amazing gas station coffee in France. Who knew? <laughs> from a from a computer, like a machine, it was kind of amazing. Um, but we got to stop at like random places that you didn't necessarily get to see. On yeah, the train. we we kind of done it both ways now, and I think they both either train or car. They each have their their advantages. I mm-hmm. think in some ways the car limits you, and in other ways it, it, it frees you up to be able to go places. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the fifty euro uh, parking in Brussels <laughs> during the day that wasn't super fun yeah having to find hotels that had parking and yeah. stuff that was limiting but that was a limiting factor that was yeah. the interesting one of the interesting things our, our airbnb in brussels had parking mm. that we had to pay for but when they say they had parking what they meant was you drove down the street a little bit went into another courtyard that they were renting a space from and this courtyard was uh, was open to the elements it was a, it was an open courtyard um but there was this little bit of scaffolding with some tin sheets over the top to serve as a roof. Oh. What? <laughs> so luxurious. I felt like I was backing into like this weird chicken coop barn thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I had to actually take the bigger spot because the smaller spot, uh, the I would have fit, but I would not have been able to open the door. <laughs> say climbing out through the yeah, sun. You could roof. climb out through the back. Like the oh, I couldn't have got out of the back. Oh, okay. No, there was a there was a cinder block wall behind yeah. me. Yeah, right. so the uh, the the proprietor of the hotel was like, "You should take the bigger spot." Yeah, he was like, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah, that was interesting, but but fun. Cool, and uh, so getting back though from <laughs> Europe, uh, not so fun in the age of the near constant nor'easter. Yeah, we so we we routed through Philly, which, if you've been following the news, had four nor'easters in the span of two weeks, uh, and we landed just before number four hit. So we landed to a notification that our flight to St. Louis had been canceled, mm. and we were at the airport standing in line trying to, to get uh, rebooked, and one of the workers who was kind of helping us around kind of looked at us and he said, you guys should get out. We're expecting two feet of snow tomorrow. Your flight will be canceled. If you need to be home, you should get out. Oh. And we said, okay. Right. So I was immediately on the phone to Enterprise and right. said, hi, I'm a loyal customer. I have a number, which of course I couldn't find, but pretty please give me a car, a one-way rental. Um, and they were able to find me one um, from an offsite rental company. So we were going to have to go lift or uber or whatever again that's enterprise the it's world's best indeed, uh, indeed they're great <laughs> so what happened to our enterprise will pick you up well but not if you're at the philly airport yeah it was kind of that awkward thing like they they went um the enterprise at the airport wasn't going to give me a one-way yeah. rental so i guess we had to go to this to darby to darby pennsylvania which is i guess 10 nope. minutes away um, an amusing little town i don't know whatever so we get there um so we finally make the decision, like, okay, I've got this car on hold. Mom is trying to get us rebooked, you know, and they're like, oh, we've got you on a flight 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And again, the, the guy who's pushing my mother in the wheelchair because she's now twisted her knee oh on the gosh. last day. So, of course, we have all this additional Can issues. she go on vacation without getting injured? <laughs> no, no, she can't. Certainly yeah. not to Europe. No, yeah. she's not allowed. Yeah, At least she didn't break a, another wrist that's this time. True. Correct. So. Very Correct. True. She only she just, has so many. Well, that's, we're going to start, start re-injuring parts. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's in the wheelchair being pushed around, and that's the guy who was saying, dude, you better go. Um, so she is trying to get us rebooked, and they're like, oh, yeah, tomorrow at noon. And we're like... Okay, that's not happening. 
So they have an SUV for us. I said, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going. Well, you had booked a just a regular SUV. A, I had booked a standard SUV because yeah. I was like, at least it's all-wheel drive or four-wheel that'll help with the snow. Because mm-hmm. we knew we were going to have to drive through Pennsylvania in the snow. Yeah. So we said, okay. And we said, time's a-wasting. Every single second that we're standing here debating this, there's more snow falling. So let's, getting worse. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we decided we already had our, all of our bags from customs. So we said, okay, let's go. And we Ubered or whatever to Darby. And we get there and the snow is starting to come down. And... Um, we check in and say, hey, we're, you know, here for our SUV. They go, actually, we don't really have any SUVs for you. <laughs> well, they did. Uh, well, the one that we rent, uh, we had reserved, and they said, yeah, um, we have a Suburban. Ah. Extended. Whatever. Yeah, it was the Suburban, uh, the LT. XL, LT. Yeah. yeah, it was the LT. The so it, the LT, <laughs> which means it was the nice one with, with leather. Yeah. Yes, leather and heated seats, and um, it was nice because, again, mother was injured, so she got the middle row and could put her leg up, and then brother was in the way back and ignored everything. Um, For the 16-hour drive back to St. Louis through two snowstorms. It should have been 14, Uh, and and we had to stop overnight. Like We we got to just the other side of Columbus, which is about eight hours in, and at that point, I'd been up for 24 hours. We'd been, you know, it's a, just not safe. It was not safe. <laughs> I w- I could literally not keep my eyes well, open. Well, there have been studies that say that drowsy driving is as dangerous, if not more so, than drunk driving. I would believe so. it. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely believe it. So we had to stop and 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 pull over. We uh, did a power nap for six hours yeah, at a red roof know. inn. Yeah. <laughs> this and episode brought to you by I Red know, I keep name dropping. Um, uh, name yeah. dropping. Nobody's ever. I don't think anyone's ever referred to uh, Red Roof Inn. Yeah. So name dropping. Well, well, I just did today. Red Roof Inn. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to brag, but that's the kind of lifestyle. I mean, I they're great. They're hundred percent smoke free. It was so. a love. Oh, now. Yeah. That's good. True. The yeah. last time we stayed at a, I think that was a Red Roof Inn where we were uh, booked a smoking room in Michigan oh, like no. several years ago. Yeah. I think it might have been a Red Roof Inn. You know, their beds aren't aren't too bad so i i will sing red roof inn's praises because if you go to chicago the red roof inn that is a block off of michigan avenue mm-hmm. is the cheapest place to stay close to the miracle mile in chicago mm-hmm. and it, their, their rooms are perfectly acceptable and i mean you're not going there to stay in a nice room yeah. right so i'd highly recommend the red Go roof in chicago <laughs> all right well, they, uh, <laughs> they got our business because when they answered the phone at midnight they were the only ones that had rooms ah. yeah because yep. apparently there was a lot of stuff happening in columbus well, Columbus night. is a happening it, it happened in place i mean i think you mean you got to stay in columbus, <laughs> is what i'm hearing you keep saying columbus is a happening place as if well, you're apparently. trying to make it a self-fulfilling prophecy no i think it was the more i, I say I think it, it was more people true. who got stranded there yeah, we well, it was in between two snowstorms. Wait, so, yeah. was that the weekend? I wonder. What, what? No, the Arnold Classic was the weekend before that. I think. And this was the Tuesday. Tuesday night. Muscle building Yeah, show. when all yeah. of the muscle-bound yeah. giants yeah. come. I need a hotel room. Yeah, and pasta. I need four. <laughs> yeah. One for each of my the legs. King-size bed because I'm the king of my muscle arms. building. Yeah. All right. Well, that's <laughs> spot on impersonations. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the the suburban was was interesting. It it had the five point three liter uh, V eight, but it had the Ecotec, so it shut down four cylinders when it didn't need them. Just like the Camaro. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually got really well, not really. We got good gas mileage. We got about twenty miles to the gallon, which is <laughs> good <laughs> for a gargantuan <laughs> SUV. Yeah. The uh, the four wheel drive. Uh, was really not helpful. It didn't know what to do with itself. Okay. 
Uh, we're we're back. So the f- the f- <laughs> hi. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> nice when you have three dogs roaming around and one of them decides to step on the <laughs> reset button of the power strip <laughs> as you're trying to freaking record. Uh, so it's fun. Yeah. At least it works. Thanks, Roni, foster dog. Um, <laughs> so the four wheel drive didn't know what to do with itself. Yeah, it we. W- I used it, so it was selectable. You could select two-wheel, auto, or four-wheel, and I put it in a four-wheel for some of the snowy bits, and it just did not know. I I almost lost control uh, at one point. It was a little terrifying. Uh, we we fishtailed a little bit. but A kept... little bit? Was... I'm sorry. Were we still on the road? <laughs> no, because then at some point you had to like go I I pulled the off shoulder. of the road after I had regained control. It was terrible. You did an amazing your job. Pants? <laughs> I would not have been able to do what to you did. To make sure it everybody was... was there. I mean... I think it, the 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 fact that the car is so big, it and, is a land yacht, and that it was fishtailing, uh, the the four wheel drive could not figure out what it was supposed to do. I don't think so. I yeah. I turned it off at that point, um, and and we just did the rest of the. So the, the thing two, in do you wheel. think the two wheel drive did better then than the four wheel drive? It was more predictable. Really? Um, did you try it in auto? I did not try it in auto. Okay. Um, Something tells me that. It wouldn't have had a smart enough brain yeah. <laughs> to switch fast enough to make it predictable. Yeah, I don't think it, w- it would have helped. But the LT package also has like lane departure notifications mm, and and yeah. fo- which manifest themselves in weird ways. So it has both uh, like vibrations in the seat that oh, tell you seat. so left and right. So if you're drifting left, oh. the left side of your seat will vibrate if you're drifting right. Also, it will just stop steering. So if you're like guiding the car and it thinks you're drifting, it will just uh, cut the input. So your steering oh kind of cuts out a little bit, <laughs> which is a little disconcerting. No kidding. Um, Kira's has the lane departure yeah. thing where it will like sort of tug at the wheel yeah. one yeah, direction. That's, you can my, always overpower it. And I can I can set it in two different ways. One is the the wheel just sort of vibrates, and the other one, well, it's the wheel vibrate plus the the guiding. Yeah, thing, right? yeah. and that's a perfectly acceptable, very logical even, way of doing it. I don't even like that though. I, it's like no, I'm driving the car. Right, but it makes sense, and it's yeah, not it like interfering with your actual handling of the car. No, not really. And then the forward collision. Um, alert system is even more upsetting both of the things in your seat vibrate when it thinks you're going to collide with something and there's a little flash like on a heads-up display which i can't figure out what else that that hud displays it just flashed red at me so i was getting kind of close to a tractor trailer as i was changing lanes fully aware of what i was doing and it didn't think i was aware of what i was doing so all of a sudden i'm changing lanes and my seat starts vibrating, and this red light starts flashing at me, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so that's part of the problem with rental cars because, yeah. like, when yeah. we, we bought the GTI, the guy, the salesperson got into it and like mm-hmm. told us what everything did and what everything meant. So, like, when we were driving it, we didn't have any surprises about like, oh, well, I don't know what that was, apart from the temperature gauge because if it yeah. drops below 39 degrees yeah. for some reason. My car will bing at me, and there will be an alert on my uh, gauge cluster. It says, outside temperature, 39 degrees. So ice is possible. I'm like, Not I don't really. care oh. at 39 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> so it, it, it didn't bing at us, but when I started it up, it would say ice possible and based on some temperature yeah. outside. But no, like the, like, the yeah. thing is, like you don't know what these warnings yeah. mean because yeah. it's a, a foreign car to you, basically. Yeah, and 
I guess to be fair, they they would have explained a little bit more had we had time, but it was sleeting when we rented it and I think the manager of the location had just gotten his power back the night before from the previous nor'easter. Oh, yeah. And we called back the next day and that location was actually closed. Nice. Oh. So, I mean, they they were kind of they were extraordinarily helpful for the the stress under which they were placed. Right. Um, oh, it's amazing you could even get a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we got one. It it just happened to be an, an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> it actually worked out nicely because with the situation with injuries and additional bags and needing the bigger car it was it was nice but i also wasn't the one driving this yeah. car across again two snowstorms because not only was the pennsylvania one we expected but there was another little pop-up snowstorm around indianapolis that was even worse than the pennsylvania nor'easter mm. so that was and the, the one that we the had roads finished. around indianapolis are mess oh my yeah. goodness it's like they forgot to how to how to plow a, a road well, and it was they forgot how to design it and then no. for, forgot how to plow it because yeah. it no takes plows. two right turns, like two 90-degree turns yeah. in Indianapolis, which is the stupidest sure. way to organize an interstate. No, once we got out of Columbus, we woke up at 6 o'clock and we were, you know, on the road. It was awful, like after Columbus through Illinois. Once we get to Illinois, it was sunny and beautiful. but Yeah, and you get to it, see the bright, clear massive cross made out of silos in the oh, middle yeah, of the Effingham. Yeah, yep. Yes. Well, that was that was bright. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was sunny <laughs> we and could clear. Because it. it wasn't um, snow. But yeah, between Columbus and Indianapolis it was nothing but snowstorms and we saw two plows. Like wow. like they weren't it was so bad they weren't even plowing. Uh and right before Indianapolis well between the the border and Indianapolis we got stuck on the highway. We sat for probably between thirty and forty five minutes at a dead stop. Jeez. Because two tractor trailers up ahead of us had got stuck on a hill. Great. Yeah. So we we passed a half a dozen jackknife tractor trailers, two overturned tractor trailers, oh, and probably half a dozen cars that had just run off the side of the road. That there was no plows, no anything. The, the highways were coated in snow and ice, and it was, it was, it was, was uh, it was a tough drive. So not exactly your dream road trip, then. <laughs> not exactly, but. The car was fine, as big as it was, and I do want to go on a road trip now. So there you go. An actual road oh, trip where I'm not racing to get home. That wasn't suburban. enough of a road trip? Three weeks? <laughs> uh, or two weeks in a day? Th- no, the European road trip was great. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. I do, the one thing I did like about the Suburban is um, the fact that I am so short, I have to climb up into things most of the time. Yeah. But the fact that the Suburban actually had the... Um, the step plate step thing. Yeah, the yeah. step thing and then the whole the hand grab thing oh, yeah. actually made yeah. me feel like that's what you're supposed to do and it yeah. made me feel like oh. You really do climb up into those things. Yes, yes yeah. you do. You have to I rode in one of those when I was up in Canada working on some big batteries that we were installing up there and uh, the contractor I was working with had one of those cuz he needed it for all of the gear and tools that he yeah. brought along with him. But like just getting in that riding any place it's like you've got trucks land inside <laughs> that you could just sort of stretch out on like i could have my arm on the center console just like as far away from my body as i want and he could have his arm yes. on the yes. center console <laughs> like we're not touching that's the funny part about this big suburban you know usually when you're driving along with your spouse you know you may reach out and squeeze his hand or you know just say hi like squeeze something yeah what? Just squeeze, like say hi. <laughs> just or let you him know you're there. Touch shoulder or yeah. whatever. Um, this suburban. You couldn't I, do that. I know. I had to like physically like lean over. 
like you need one of those uh, grabbing arms. You do, and so we were talking about thing. the center console of the minivan. This center console, I swear, was two feet wide. Yeah, it was the most massive car. It was a land yacht. Yeah. What, what you need was a Scion IQ, I think. That yeah, been we could have fit a Scion IQ in the back. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably could have. Uh, well, talking about space in the cargo uh, area behind the third row. Uh, we fit all of our luggage, and nothing was stacked on top of anything else. It was one flat, like, you didn't have to stack anything. Everything fit, so all eight of our bags were back there. Yeah. But the load height of that, <laughs> it's like sticking your bags on top of a car well, just right. to get them <laughs> yeah. inside the yeah, truck. Yeah. Actually, the, for us, it was pretty much just put the bag straight in. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty good, but uh, just huge amounts of space. Uh, aside from... A, co- a contractor who has legitimate large tools and large amounts of tools to carry around. I do not know who this car is made for. And what because contractor is getting a Suburban? Well, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a probably a $60,000 car base. Yeah. yeah. The LT adds probably, I don't know, $10,000 yeah, or something Yeah, I guess I'm that. not sure who that car is made for. We couldn't figure out who, because if you had people that need to get into that way back, yeah. that's, there was not an easy flip. You can, the seats, the seat, comes down but it doesn't flip forward yeah so how do you get into that back bench we like it doesn't yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah and that's what had crawling. to happen um it doesn't make sense if, if you needed that feature why wouldn't you have a mini yeah well and that's the other thing like if you the nice thing is if you folded down one of those seats it basically makes the rear bench uh, an l-shaped chaise lounge like sectional <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah so that's but that's the only like if you have two people who need to lay completely flat <laughs> uh, while you're traveling, one of whom you can just pitch over that yeah, middle yeah. seat <laughs> and have a thousand bags to carry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the and yeah, that's that's need the only ground clearance for something. <laughs> <laughs> so the customer is niche, but it's out there. I guess. Yeah. 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 I guess if you can find that person. Yeah. Well, they're clearly selling them, so there's yeah. got to be someone. Well, buying they're them. selling them to people who don't want to buy minivans. I, I still think it's an image-based thing. I think yeah, you're yeah, absolutely I think so right. You're absolutely right. I mean, right. if you look at the people driving around, and I don't want to stereotype too much, but it's almost always guys, and it's almost always people with big families who would be better suited in a minivan, but a guy doesn't want to be seen driving a minivan. Yeah. it. I mean, it, you're right. It, it didn't seat any more than a minivan. The, the Grand Caravan fit seven, and we could have had a bench seat in it, which would have fit eight. And you can climb into it a hell of a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. It's just a better car. It's a lower loading floor. Yeah. Much lower. I mean, you lower. have to stack bags, but yeah. the loading, loading floor is so low that you can stack them and still not impede your view. And with the Caravan, it's got the, the well in the back as well. So oh, right. It, it's, Below the floor. Yeah. So you could stack it even higher. Yeah. So buy a minivan, guys. People really should. So yet again, we do have another not. podcast where the message is: do not buy a suburban. Buy a minivan, buy a minivan. or at least a wagon. A you know, if wagon. you don't need yeah. the third row, buy a wagon. Yeah. Mm. Or get one with the jump seats in the back. Yeah, those are fun. I remember those. Yeah, because uh, those are those. super safe. All right. I mean, you're not going to go anywhere. Okay. If you're in a if you're in a front end collision, your back is going to go like you just get farther into your seat. And if you're rear-ended, then you see it coming. Yeah. (laughs) brace. It's time to jump over the seat and use your your sibling as a shield. Oh, my God. They'll never see it coming. Wow. The last thing they'll see is you crawling over them and defending yourself. (laughs) Okay. That's a positive message. Yeah. Yeah. Buy a minivan. Yeah, buy a minivan. (laughs) 
<laughs> this episode brought to you by minivans. Minivans, Mini, minivans yeah. Enterprise, and the, Red Roof. The, the U.S. Minivan Council. Yeah. We need to place a call into Big Minivan and see yeah. if we can, we can be put, placed in their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one one mention of how great minivans are a week. That's my promise. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Must promise endorse. listeners or interest or humor, but I can promise mentions. <laughs> One impression a week. Do you want to yeah. be known as being in the pocket of big minivans? <laughs> I, if it gets me money, it's yeah. a it's a unique place to be. It is unique. Yeah, yeah. A spacious, 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 and Efficient, utilitarian, well designed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, low loading floor low pockets. Loading mm-hmm. floor. Yeah. Minivans, Minivan. they're great. Versatile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what we haven't seen? Any Most... any electric minivans? Yeah. I, I don't even know if anybody makes a hybrid minivan. Is, yeah. yeah, I well, there's Toyota no space, doesn't. right? Everybody's used the space for these flip and fold seats and the you you cannot put battery packs in the floor anymore because true. The, of all these features that go below the floor. Oh, right. there's a Chrysler Pacifica hybrid. Hmm. Really? Yeah. What uh, okay. I wonder where the battery is. that is. worth it? Uh, I, I don't like know. like the Pacifica. We've driven that one before. Yeah, the Pacifica is nice. Well, it's a, the same thing as the Dodge Grand Caravan. Yeah. Basically, yeah. with a it's less a good name played on, because <laughs> it's Chrysler. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they're very well featured, but I can't imagine the reliability would be that great with those minivans. Can I you, still think I'd rather have a. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell there what the Sienna. difference in gas mileage is? Like, what, I'm looking that up. Is uh, it even worth the, uh, the added complexity and cost? I don't know. You, so you can't fold the second row of seats into the floor due to the battery pack. There That's you go. listed mm-hmm. under the cons. That's it. And it exhibits some transmission drone noise under hard acceleration. Oh, that's nice. It's also apparently quite expensive. Um, it, actually, I think it's a range-extended hybrid vehicle because it says it's capable of traveling up to 33 miles on electric power alone, which uh, is similar to yeah. your plug-in. Yep, it's like the Volt or yeah. my plug-in. Uh, oh. It says that the EPA estimated miles per gallon are 32, so not, not any great. better than you got on your trip. Yeah, that's <laughs> really you got 32. No, we didn't get. We got like 22. No, oh, you, you got. I thought it was closer to 30. No, I, no I, that, I, that must have the, been the the diesel. Yeah, that yeah. was the okay. diesel. Right. So uh, a little bit, a little bit but it brings it up into civic range, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's a okay. And if it's a range extended EV, then an EV, mo- if you're using it as a commuter, then you could not use any gas. Yeah, I, I, I wonder what the average, but for a minivan, I would assume the average trip is a two-way thing. So your range would effectively be 15 miles, not 33. Because right. yeah. with, you, right. you, with yours, you go to work, Yeah. it's more than 15 miles away, but you charge I at charge work and then you come back home. Yep. Yep. That would be an interesting, you know what, that would be a great test for... Autonomous electric cars, minivans. Yeah, yeah. That well, I mean, that's what their Waymo is using mostly Chrysler Pacificas. Yeah. So. Oh, and we did see at uh, De Gaulle there was a test of uh, self-driving cars around because De Gaulle is a huge sprawling, like terminal. Like I think they have three or four terminals and a bus station and a train station. So it's it's a huge sprawling area, but it's limited in terms of streets and it, the rules are very strict because it's an airport right so it, it's a good place to test we didn't see any that i could see that were actually being tested but it said there were signs all over that said autonomous cars being tested oh 
That's a good warning. Yeah. Did you guys hear the news this week? I know you've been kind of yeah. out of touch yeah, with yeah. the thing in Tempe. Yeah. What are your overall impressions of that? I don't know enough about it to comment. It I'm, seems to me like it was bound to happen at some point. Well, I'm I'm surprised. So this would this should have been something that self-driving cars should have been able to do better. Because as you mentioned, it had LiDAR. It had things that can see in the dark. Yeah. It, this should have been in a, a case where the self-driving car would clearly be better than the human driving car. Yeah. Because, right? I mean, if you've watched the video, uh, it, it really is quite difficult to see that woman up until just a couple, a second or two before the impact. Yeah. See her optically, but uh, LiDAR... On, well, and right. on the video, because that video feed... It, you know, it doesn't have the dynamic range that right. human eyes do, so we may have been able to see her better, and the right. driver may have been able right. to. Right. But with things like like heat vision and, and lidar and stuff, you, you absolutely would be able to see her. I'm yeah. sure. And well, so much further away. Yeah, and and so, but it it is unpredictable. I mean, yeah. That the thing is that if the bar for self driving cars is that nothing ever happens, and that's what people want from self driving cars, then it, then it's not going to happen because they're not going to be perfect. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, like I said on the the show just yesterday, I haven't listened to it. Yet. I know um, <laughs> that the self driving cars they aren't about safety; they're right. about convenience right. and adding a feature that people can use in traffic so that they don't have to drive themselves to work. Mm-hmm. And it's an all or nothing thing, right? Like the the way that cities have dealt with this with other modes of transportation is you separate them out. You have bike lanes, you have bus lanes, you have light rail tracks that cannot be accessed mm. by cars, right? So. I think it's an all or nothing thing that we have to have if we want self-driving cars we have to design a system that is only used by self-driving cars and pedestrians are separated out bikes are separated out buses are separated out but we're so far away from that actually happening i mean the the closest thing i could see happening is buses go autonomous and then the autonomous cars ride in the bus lanes because you see that happening sometimes with like taxis in europe or Uh, like some high efficiency vehicles in California, they're able to use some bus lanes. Right. So that that seems to be the most likely course of action if you're going to separate them out like that. And that could be that. I mean, those are those tend to be the most controlled lanes. Uh, there's the least amount of variability in terms of what's crossing it or or what's in, uh, impeding it. So well, you're still going to have crazy pedestrians, unpredictable humans. Yeah, but it especially in Europe with the light rail or with the buses with the the electrical you know aerials that go up, it, it's it's much more noticeable that you're doing something uh, against the the norm yeah. in, in areas like that. So if you're a pedestrian, you're less right. likely to be crossing those lanes than you are just a regular lane of traffic. Well, and I mean in Europe in general, there are far more pedestrians just around yeah. because yeah. most cities are much more walkable, right? So, and, and they do cater to that. So yeah, yeah. So we've solved it. Yeah. (laughs) Separate them out. Separate them out. Well, I mean, one thing I advocated for was for testing these things on proving grounds rather than on public roads. Because it's just, it's such a liability. And we'll see in this case how this ends up. Like, who's liable for this? Is it the car company? Is it the driver? Is it Uber? Is it Velodyne? I mean, there's so many different factors at play here. So this could be a really groundbreaking case. Yeah. That's true. Yep. Cool. I'll come back to recap it when it's settled yeah, that'd, that'd in be 10 years. Good to have a, uh, an attorney's input on <laughs> this, that. Uh, this, to... this case will not be settled anytime soon. No, but it will be settled. 
Yes. Yeah. It may be well beyond when autonomous cars have taken over, but it may yeah. be moot at that point. But yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show yeah, and talking about us. your recent trips. Thanks and, for having us. And various other similarly related things Indeed. or semi-related things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works. Rent a minivan from Enterprise and stay the Red Roof Inn. Okay. There you yeah. go. Hashtag sponsored. Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> Hashtag sponsored Devlin. Yep. All right. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. All right.